Bruce Ritchie with the podcast here. Um, it's a good one today, I think. Is it? There's podcast extras in there. Um, financial question for you here. Financial question. Oh, yeah. How much... <laughs> is this like an indecent proposal? Yes, it is, actually. Robert Redford. I don't know why I'm even thinking about asking you this. If I was to lay here, top off... What is, what is going on? <laughs> and... You see this uh, long-life cheddar that I've got here in this package, little right? Travel, <laughs> little travel travel cheddar. Little travel cheddar. Yeah. If I was to lie here on this desk, top off, and break this <laughs> break this travel cheddar in half and put each half on my nipples, how much for you to eat it? This is the most unbelievable thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So each half of this travel cheddar is resting upon your teats. <laughs> correct, correct, yeah. I... I, I just give me a price. You could use a knife and fork, so you wouldn't have to actually. Imagine me getting down there, though. Be on all fours, getting down there and like leaning over, just trying to get. And you've got, and you've got to think this through in your head. That, the... That's why you're. I've given you the chance to name a price. But this is like uh, it will tell me about. Do you remember like apple bobbing when you were um, uh, doing do, a Halloween yeah. party? It'd yeah. be a bit like that, but for. I wouldn't cheese. want you to get that close. <laughs> oh, I'd, let's cut, let's call it a thousand pounds. Cover is the garage. <laughs> <laughs> All makes sense. I need to answer the garage. Did you say £1,000? Yeah, £1,000. Okay, He's about cool. to take a call from the garage. Uh, we'll uh, enjoy the show. Here it is. Hello. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, do you ever see someone on telly and think to yourselves, God, thank God I'm not doing that? I had that exact thought this morning. Uh, I was sat with Katie with a coffee watching Sky News and they had a, a, a live TV coverage thing going on of the fleet of lorries carrying our vaccines. Yes. What we've ordered yeah. from Belgium, from this big warehouse, over to the UK. It's like five or six big red lorries that are on their way now as we speak. Yeah. The vaccine's heading this way, which is an amazing thing. But I was thinking, what a responsibility that is, driving that lorry with all them vaccines. Imagine their little glass vials of incredibly expensive serum in the yeah. back. Imagine bumping that or getting out the lorry for a bit to go and have a McDonald's and you come back and it's gone. And they've got to be refrigerated as well, so you can't let the uh, you can't let the old fridge turn off, otherwise you'd lose all your cargo. With great power comes great responsibility, so I, I just thought that really is a precious cargo. So what about this? First hour of the show, a question to everybody. What is the most precious cargo you've ever been in charge of transporting? Oh, yes. Some interesting stuff coming on the wires, because we've just put it up on Twitter... A, Samford says, my mum's ashes in a clay pot from the crematorium. Yes. Like, even strap it in, I guess, with, like, a seatbelt. I seat think you should, yeah. Uh, and Ross says, I bought a KFC the other week uh, with a milky bar crushum. Uh, they did not give me a cardboard cup holder. The cup's <laughs> base was too wide for the in-car cup holder, and there is an oversized hole in the lid. It was a precarious, one-handed, most-of-the-way drive home. Precious cargo. <laughs> I think... Uh, do you know what? I might think of something more precious than this, but the thing that's come straight to mind, I remember going to the bank to get out a job lot of cash to pay some guys that were doing a new patio for us. <laughs> <laughs> I remember having that in a rucksack on the passenger seat, eyeing up every single person at a junction thinking, are they about to get in the car? What's going on here? I love it. That felt precious. It's like, if you have it in a hold all as well, it feels like Dirty Harry. <laughs> it did feel like it. Uh, so come on then, what is the most precious cargo you've ever been in charge of transporting? This tweet here from Satirical Monkey uh, on... <laughs> Good name. I'm sure I saw them at the Reading Festival. <laughs> Why Wife's wedding dress all the way to Italy. Oh. 
Pfizer can make more vaccine, I couldn't have grown new balls if I'd lost that, said Satirical Monkey. Well, I think that's a line in the sand in terms of quality so far. <laughs> if you can beat that, 8, 12, 15. This tweet says, it's, it's maybe not precious, but more precarious. My mum was a little too enthusiastic with red wine and Stilton at a wedding. Every bump on the 100-mile drive home caused her to eject this partially digested mix into a bucket on the back seat. Oh. Steady at the wheel indeed. That's amazing. I bet they literally bring that up every Christmas for her. <laughs> uh, Joey says, uh, my heart to any boy who always breaks it on the receipt. Oh, oh that's the most precious things that's of a transport. Uh, Jimmy says, loading Sea Wolf missiles onto the ship of the ammunition boy in Plymouth Sound. Wow. It was always a laugh a minute. Sounds impressive. That's high-end stuff, isn't it? That's for sure. Robin, what's your cargo? It was um, special travel cops for George Clooney prior to his announcement of his twins. Wow. That is unbelievable. That, so you've got the added thing of, like, obviously the, it's really, uh, I imagine, expensive kit that you don't want to damage, but also it's top secret as well. You don't want to let the cat out the bag that what's happening as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I had to sign a disclaimer um, that I couldn't tell anybody at the time, um, couldn't say where I was going. Uh, I mean, this is my own business. I'm an owner-driver, but, but I was, uh, yeah, rung up by a distribution company in the Midlands, I was told that he was waiting on these um, to be choppered out from his residence. Uh, he lives in Sonning Eye. So wow. when you say you run your own company, are you a company that is sort of like some bespoke courier or do you make bespoke travel cots? No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a same-day courier. Um, so um, it's, I'm just a, a single director of my own company. You're just so the middleman. You're the middleman in this whole transaction. The thing is, though, what's interesting is all it takes is for you to have, like, a, a moment of slight absent-mindedness and you're having a coffee in one of them Greg's concessions that you get on the side of an A-road. You could leave the order form there with Clooney's details. You're in the papers. But the thing is, it was, it was what was called a dedicated delivery. So it was pick up and go, don't stop. Don't you know, stop. Wow. I love this kind yeah. of thing. This is uh, courier uh, in inner knowledge. It, it really is. It's like getting, you know, when you see someone handcuffed to a prisoner on a plane, it's like that, but with a travel cop. This is a dedicated radio show. We, we start and we don't stop. Literally do not stop. Bar the adverts and the songs. Well, this is the same, you know, so in association with my company, uh, dedicated deliveries, door to door, no stopping sometimes, depending on the cargo. You know, I've just um, I've just picked up some COVID test kits that I'm taking into central London now uh, from Halstock down in uh, Dorset. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I've been out since five o'clock this morning. Good lad. Well, nice to speak to you and have a brilliant rest of your day. Cheers, guys. Take care, bye. Here's a little podcast extra for you. We've got Lucy on the line. I used to work with racehorses, and um, I was accompanying two uh, to Aintree for the Grand National meeting. And, on the uh, train? The lorry, on the lorry. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the lorry broke down. Oh. So, uh, yeah. Wow. What do you do yeah. when you when the, when you've broke you've broken down with horses on board? You got to let them out and let them have a run around, and go for a wee and stuff. Well, no, it's not, it's not how it works. Well, that, I think the odd time that did happen at um, a petrol station, but this time we had to keep them on the lorry um, and ring the breakdown. But um, when I rung the boss, the only thing he said to me was, "Have you told the breakdown that they're going to entry? They have to get there immediately." Depends yeah, whether the breakdown guys had had those horses come out in the sweepstake, I guess. Yeah, imagine that. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And uh, how did they go? Did they do, did they do okay in the race itself when you finally got them there, if you did get them there on time? 
Uh, they did, uh, as far as I remember. It was a long time ago. But, um, yeah, no winners, but they did very well. So that was good. Fantastic. Well, that was... Uh, it's uh, Everyone was happy in the end. Apart from yeah, those who exactly. bet on them. <laughs> yeah. I'd have done with a non-runner, yeah. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Lucy. Cheers, Lucy. All right. How will this vaccine compare to what Tom has? Tom, what did you have? Some Poirot moustaches, so the <laughs> fake moustaches that David Suchet wears in the TV show. Wow, the wow. actual proper ones that you would have seen on the ITV drama itself, probably on Christmas Day. Yes, exactly those ones. Uh, and are they in like a, I imagine they're in some kind of like metal briefcase or something like that. What, what format are they carried in? No, in a little uh, a little cardboard box with six of them. <laughs> I guess if you're carrying, uh, you know, such a cargo, you want it to look like, you know, this is nothing, so that people don't, you know, yes. you, know, yeah. you wouldn't want it nicked, would you? No, just put it in a little... If you, if you put it in a metal suitcase, people are thinking diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> so what, he's, he's got six of the same moustache he wears on Poirot, or are they different looks? No, six identical moustaches. And why are you carrying them? I mean, do they get dry cleaned or something? Is that your job? <laughs> no, they... They were made to order. I was a production runner on on Poirot. It was like my first job. Oh, wow. So you you were in charge of transporting them, and then what, did you get them to him safely then, David Suchet? Uh, Yes, I had to take them. I picked them up on a Saturday, had to deliver them to the office on Monday. And so ended up taking them out Saturday night. <laughs> where, where did you take them out? Friend's birthday. Uh, cargo in Shoreditch. Amazing. So your friends were wearing yeah. Poirot's moustaches at a nightclub in Shoreditch? Yes. Um, yeah. That is the best thing. Yeah, I think I, I kept it down tonight only using two. Oh, that's oh, it. That's, that's you're not reckless. I didn't know. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Yes, the fun, vibes and positivity of a party to do, uh, tomorrow. So ahead of that, let's have a little bit of a dose of, well, realistic negativity. <laughs> realistic negativity. There's man, a I, man, I had a morning of it today. Define misery. All right, I mean, look, obviously, there's plenty in the world where we really could define misery. So I'm doing it with a little bit of a wink in the eye here. Okay. okay. But here was my morning. 8.15, sat outside a, a car garage in the driving rain, waiting for it to open, just so I can take my car in to have a service and an MOT and just hemorrhage money in front of me. So that's oh. wonderful. As the rain's hammering down on the dashboard, I'm thinking, oh, this is miserable. But no, do you know what? The day was going to get even more miserable. <laughs> Well, than that, and I didn't even realise at that point because when I got home, I found out that my wife had sold a wardrobe, an IKEA wardrobe. She'd sold it on Facebook Marketplace. Oh right, yeah. To get it downstairs, it needed to be taken apart. Now, if you thought putting together flat pack furniture was miserable, yeah, taking it apart, but with the care and attention so that someone will still want it because they've bought it for 50 quid off of Facebook, yeah. my word, that is miserable. <laughs> so I thought this evening, once again, aside from all the obvious serious stuff, let's try and define misery on this show together. I think the worst bit about taking down an Ikea bit of furniture is, you know the wooden bit on the back, the flat chipboard <laughs> yeah. with the nails? Yeah. That's the worst bit. It's almost like that's meant to slightly rip when you try and take it off. I know it because it's, yeah, I've left about six nails in it that didn't come out. <laughs> I've also just realised, here's an, another added kick. 
I've not had a call back from the garage yet about that service and MOT. Is that uh-huh. a good sign or a bad sign? I'm not so sure. That could be defining misery for you this evening as well. The only positive part of it was that I was taking in a Mini, but I was having to go into the service department of the BMW garage. So I was kidding myself that I was a little bit posher than I actually am. <laughs> I presume you didn't indicate. That's what they <laughs> don't do. Oh, I'll, go, I'll throw my hat in the ring for this, right? This is, this, this is low level, but it's just how it is in my life. Misery for me, hanging out washing. On a, on a close <laughs> yeah, horse. It it's is. the what I hate it. I get told off by Katie for it all the time because I do it wrong. I can't be bothered with it. It just short circuits my brain. I hate it. I would love to open up a dictionary, look up misery, and it just says misery, hanging up washing. I'd agree. little diagram on one of them triangular close horses. That's what it would be. Uh, Lee says, phoning HMRC and having to listen to Gary Barlow is the hold music. Oh. <laughs> HMRC have got a particular hold music that is just infuriating. <laughs> a real wind-up, Real wind-up. Jim says, opening the dishwasher to put a dirty plate in and to find that it's full of clean dishes that you have to empty first. Yes. Although sometimes I forget and then put a dirty cup upside down on the top drawer, goes all over the clean ones, <laughs> got to start again. Steve says, I hate having to try and hang the outside Christmas lights on the hooks that I broke three years ago and never replaced, like I said I would, in the freezing cold. That's misery. He should have stuck to his words. Uh, Ryan says, my version of misery today, right? Chuck the spaghetti hoops in the microwave for a slap-up lunch. All right, Ryan, how old are you, mate? Halfway through their allotted time, realised we had no bread. Hoops are beyond saving. I couldn't put them back in the can. I just had a bowl of spaghetti hoops and crisps for lunch. Misery. That is misery. Do you know what? I've just remembered that when I dropped when I dropped the car off this morning for that service, they were listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show. They were listening to Absolute Radio. So maybe that's a positive sign. Could be, yeah. I think so. They're obviously a, a garage of taste. Yes, they why, are indeed. Why haven't you rung me? What's wrong with the car? <laughs> uh, Matt Rogers says, wet feet on the way to work. That is Wet feet at any time when you're out and about is miserable. Does that happen to you quite a lot, does it, Matt? <laughs> uh, Kate, what's misery? Define it. Bringing the shopping in from the car. <laughs> That's a weird one. I've, no, I don't think I've ever heard anyone moan about bringing the shopping in from the car, but when you think about it... It's hell. Think of you, like, especially when you're on your own duty or you've got a small person trying to pull on you and you're getting up the stairs and you're you're getting it in around the corner and up the steps and in the house and it's just awful and then it, you drop it and you can't you think you can carry all the bags but you can't you know because you see in movies as well in America they've always got those kind of cool big brown bags that they get back when they're oh. doing the grocery shop yeah. you know and they I mean? only ever have two bags two. right underneath that are holdable right underneath their armpits and they just bring them in and put them on the side you, hey you never, hey you never see them run back out again to get like a, a bag of loo roll that's just in oh, the corner of the boot yeah. and stuff like that or oranges falling out of the little netting <laughs> Never oh, happens in no, a movie. You get me started on those. Or like the, the, you get the 12 packs of water. Yes. Try to carry, and then the, the plastic breaks and they go everywhere. Kate, do you know what? I don't think in a million years I would have thought of this as an idea myself, but I'm fully <laughs> 110% behind you. Misery is bringing in the shopping. It is, 100%. Brilliant. Good to speak to you. <laughs> you too. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye. bye. Uh, Stu says, being miserable is being looking forward to a beef casserole cooked in the slow cooker all day, only to get home this evening and find out that I'd forgotten to turn the slow cooker <laughs> off. <laughs> that is awful. You must have been really looking forward to it. I think slow cookers should send out smart reminders because that is the worst part. He adds, the first day of not working from home since March as well. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Chelsea, what's misery? It's climbing over three garden fences in a fairy outfit to get the dog back in the pouring rain and wind with, with quite high fences getting stuck 
climbing down into into rose bushes and the dog going on to the fur, the furthest garden so she's going further and further and each garden I climb over she's gone to the next one Chelsea can I ask you a very important question with this story <laughs> yeah why were you dressed as a fairy <laughs> oh, because it was the kids um, uh, you know uh, Christmas fair thing oh so I, yeah so I was dressed up for that and then came home let the dog out and somehow she got under the fence and just kept going it's a fair answer to a very important question from Bush to be quite frank <laughs> so some people might have been having their tea on that night and seen Tinkerbell go through their garden and just jump over the fence <laughs> I had the wand in my hand as well and people were sort of walking past in the street and just like what are you doing and it's like uh, yeah yeah so and then I had to carry her back across all the, all the fences. <laughs> Miserable for you, but fun for everyone else. <laughs> yes. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Here's something that you hear first on this show. Numbers. What's going on with numbers right now? Have you noticed numbers? There's something going on with them. Something is going on with numbers. Here's the evidence. So you would have heard us discussing on this show yesterday about how when we spun this week's Tuesday Tombola, there's 100 balls in there. Uh-huh. Now, three times in the last month, ball number 99 has come out. A listener suggested the chances of that, the odds on that, is something like one in a million. And we flippantly said at the time when we talked about this the other night, maybe someone's trying to communicate with us or there's something else going on. Then this happens. Last night, South Africa's National Lottery, these are the numbers that came out. Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight and nine. Wow! Does anyone want it, want in the studio to guess what the bonus ball was? If it's ten, that's crazy. It was ten. Really? Yes. It really was ten. It really was ten. So somebody might put a line of numbers as a joke. You know what I mean? Because people are like, "What are you doing that for?" Oh no, just trust me on it. That would be the person who's won that. And there's the thing: there were twenty winners because of just that. Wow, that is unbelievable. But that's that can't just be random. There must be a pattern. I feel like someone's trying to communicate with us. So on this, all right. Statisticians say that the odds of drawing this set of numbers are, in fact, as likely as any other set of numbers. So the odds are 1 in 42 million. However, Uh what is indisputable, as you say, Bush, I think someone's trying to talk to us. I think something is going on with numbers. We've had all all our 99s. Now the South African Lottery with their 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 and bonus 10. Something's going on. And we've had our balls checked and they're all absolutely fine in there, aren't they? They are indeed, yeah. They're all present and correct. Um, Do you remember the Jodie Foster movie, Contact. Yes. And and it, and this bit of these people in this listening station, uh, listening out for alien, you know, alien sound waves and stuff like that. And they get these little examples where numbers or a sequence of code comes through and that they think to themselves, hold on a minute, that's not normal. Someone's trying to make contact. It could be that. So a simple question from us to you right now. Think about it. Last week or so of your life, has something weird happened with numbers? You might not have thought it at the time, but now look back with what's going on. Numbers. What's going on? Dan Tucker says, right, balls, something really weird happening. 
put the lottery on and I've not got a single number for about four weeks. I could do with a rub of the ball 99 for some luck. Hey, we could charge money for that. We could do. You know, like, um, I was thinking about this the other day. Do you remember Lourdes? Yes. Yeah? Where, like, Our Lady appeared to someone. <laughs> could be the equivalent of that. I think it's you and I past some kind of COVID perspex uh, screen at the front door of Absolute Radio getting people to rub our ball number 99. OK, there's, there's a few things in there we need to work <laughs> on with messaging, but overall, it's a good idea. Yeah. Aaron and Hemel Hempstead says, Bush and Richie, don't get me started on numbers. My wife and I always look at the time on double numbers. 10-10, Apparently 11-11 means that you can manifest something into your life. So if you look at the time and it's 11-11, make a wish. I'm going to set an alarm right now for tomorrow. Uh, Michael says, not only contact via numbers, what about the stainless steel monoliths that keep appearing yeah. and disappearing around the world? It's time to re-watch Close Encounters. I can't wait for your digestive suggestions. That's more important. Good point. Let's get down to what we do best. That's on the way in a minute. Yesterday, you may remember that we relaunched or attempted to relaunch digestive biscuits. Very dull, very boring on their own. Yeah. What could you put with a digestive biscuit to make them better? Some of the suggestions that you came through with, and you weren't shy, were amazing. We have got in front of us right now three of the best that we're about to try. So let's just recap them. We, we, there were so many messages yesterday. It was really difficult. We went through them, I and mean, they made us very hungry even looking at them. But we picked what we think are the, the, the top ones that other people might want to try. So we're going to go for, the first one's Biscoff, which yep. I've, I've never had before. It looks like um, looks like pate. It's biscuit on biscuit. That's the other thing about this one. Oh, double biscuit. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. There's that the first one. Then the other one is... Uh, we've got cheese and Nutella, which uh, promises... I promise you, cheese and chocolate is good. Mm. Don't make that face. I don't know about that. Cheese and chocolate together will work. And then we have the budget wagon wheel. <laughs> which is jam and marshmallow. That's about to go in the microwave and melt. Come back in five minutes to hear DJs eating these. Oh, yes. It's what the radio was made for. It's what this show's famous for, and it's next. We are food pioneers, and tonight we are relaunching Digestive Biscuits. Three new variants of digestives, which will be the winner. These were your ideas, and they're going to be great. So, we're going to be testing for you right now, and if you're joining in at home, that's great. It's like an, a, a test along. Uh, we've got Biscoff on top of a digestive biscuit on biscuit. Uh, Richie's one that he's warm to, which is cheese on top of Nutella on a digestive, and there's kind of a curveball, which is a DIY wagon wheel. Yeah, we'll do the wagon wheel last. I may have somewhat nuked that in the microwave. <laughs> it's just stalling whilst it cools down. Uh, yeah, if you want to have um, the top of your mouth left, we'll wait. Uh, so let's go Biscoff first. It doesn't look good, I'll be honest with you. It doesn't look good. <laughs> Here we go, down the hatch. It just tastes like more biscuit, like a like a wetter bit of digestive on the top. It's not wet enough, though, is it? Because the dryness of um, digestive is now coming through. It's good, though. I, I kind of like that one. Mm. I, I'm, I'm going to give that four stars out of five. I can go okay. rogue with a star system. I'm going to go three and a half. Okay. Three and a half out of five. Mm. You've got him in for a second bite. Okay, let's march on bravely, and you'll like this, to the digestive biscuit with um, Nutella and cheddar on top. I'm not sure about this. Promise you. It, you looks, it looks rough and ready. Get ready to apologise in around about ten seconds. Here we go. That works. Told you. That works. Mm. Wow, who'd have thought that works? It works. Cheese and chocolate. I've never... Apologies. I've never combined those two things before in my life. 
mate. You'll do it so often now. I heard that bit of cheddar go down your gullet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. This is going to win us awards. This is going to win us awards. Right. I don't know where this is cooled down enough, but we've got to get on with it. I've just had to wipe the Nutella off my hands onto a bit of paper here. Hopefully breakfast don't come in tomorrow morning. I think something terrible's happened. Okay, I'm about to pass over. Oh my, this... <laughs> gee, there's like a string coming <laughs> up it. This has been in the microwave, 950 watts for 30 seconds. Uh, two digestive biscuits in between jam and marshmallows. Oh my word, this looks absolutely horrendous. <laughs> Good luck. Here we go. Three, two, one. No, nah. <laughs> not having that. <laughs> it's like something at the bottom of like a real, you know, like an ice lolly, or and it's melted all the way down. So that's no good. I'm afraid it's a bit too messy to be enjoyable, isn't it? And that bit of marshmallow that's hanging off your bottom lip, we're gonna have to get that put into a poster, and that can be our advertising campaign for 2021. I might get back on there. Sorry. We'll get a song on. We'll get a song on. Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie is what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. So what a cliffhanger we left you on at the very start of this podcast because you've obviously heard during the course of the show uh, that we were talking about defining misery. It could have been triple misery for Richie if the uh, garage got back in touch and it was bad news about his car. Let's find out, folks, what was it about? They didn't have time to do the MOT. What is going on there? <laughs> it's a good job that, that that ended there because, my word, how do you not have time to do an MOT when that's what it's there for? So you got to go and drop the car all the way back down there again another it's time? It's still with them. They're holding, it. They're holding the car hostage. Unbelievable. That's triple misery. OK, guys, you ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over.